0: You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your host, Casey Foreman. This is a show discussing what's going on in the world of sports. And you can listen every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, guys, what's going on? You're listening to Dudes talking Sports. I'm your host, as always, Casey Foreman. Thank you all for tuning in to this week's podcast. A lot to look at and break down in this week's episode, as usual, looking at the NBA. Uh, you know, we, we did have the NBA's preseason kickoff in this past week, and I, and I have liked what I've seen from a number of teams, starting out with the Los Angeles Lakers, all of their offseason additions, are already uh, paying off in my mind. I think everything is going to fit perfectly. Marcus Saul is looking like the best passer in all of basketball. Montrez Harrell, the the reigning Sixth Man of the Year, who the Clippers let walk, is already you know for the Lakers playing with a chip on his shoulder on both sides of the floor. Man, this Laker team, after just a couple of preseason games, uh, you know, on, on by my standards at least, they are looking like uh you know like like NBA champions, they are looking like uh, they have fantastic chances at going back-to-back. Also, for the Lakers, I really like what I've seen. Uh, I believe his name is Taylon Horton Tucker. Horton Tucker, I know, is his last name. I've really liked what I've seen from him. Uh, I I think in the second showing against the Clippers, had 33 points, 10 rebounds, a couple of three-pointers, had some great defensive plays as well on Kawhi Leonard. So I really liked what I saw from him. Laker fans should be thrilled with their roster going forward. I think they have phenomenal chances at going back-to-back also in this year's preseason. I've liked a lot what I've seen uh, from the Golden State Warriors being led by Steph Curry. Yes, I am recording this before their second preseason game. So I am saying this with just one preseason game under my belt, you know, watching them at least. Uh, I really like what I've seen, th- uh, seen from them. They look long, they look versatile, especially on, on the defensive end, and they also seem like a pretty deep roster overall. So so I, I am recommending to you all now before the season starts, don't sleep on a team like Golden State. I think they are going to surprise a lot of people next year. Steph is in my top two uh, as far as looking at MVP it's next year for this next season. Steph is right up there uh, with Luka Doncic in my mind, even though ESPN gave him like an 8%. I, I, I think it was even less than I think it was like a 3% chance, uh, 5 or 3% chance at winning the MVP award. I, I laugh at that and, and I'm, I am nothing but uh, excited. To see what Steph and the Warriors do next year. So, yes, the preseason has kicked off. And other news for the NBA. Yes, Giannis Antetokounmpo. DeCumpo. We know that is pretty much the hottest topic in all of sports. The reigning MVP, back-to-back reigning MVP and defensive player of the year, Giannis was going to be playing on the final year of his contract. However, now we see him, you know, finalizing a five-year super max extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Man, a big decision for, for, for him. Uh, when, when he was on the final year of his deal. With a lot of questions on that roster, I'm going to break down that decision. Was it premature? Uh, you know, Look at it from both sides, from Milwaukee's point of view, from Giannis's point of view. Uh, he, either way, he's going to be a Milwaukee buck for the foreseeable future. Let's break that down. And then in the second half of the podcast today, let's take a look at, at the NFL, at, at, at the world of football. The Steelers, yes, they have lost, again, consecutive weeks. That they, they have had a loss. Philly, their whole quarterback situation, the quarterback drama uh, for Philadelphia, the Ravens and Browns game that we saw on Monday night, and even more. So it's going to be a packed show for you guys today. Stick around uh, for the entire thing. Like I said, though, let's start out with the hottest topic in sports right now, Giannis Antetokounmpo uh is finalizing a 5-year supermax extension with the city of Milwaukee and the team uh you know the bucks obviously and, and my initial reaction to this is pretty simple it, Wow. Okay, wow. I, I was not seeing this coming. Uh, again, if you've been listening to me here on Dudes Talking Sports for a little bit now, you know, I think I just dis- I discussed it, what, two weeks ago even, uh, you know, because it, it just became uh, relevant. It, the, the deal was on the table at the start of free agency. So this deal has been on the table for several weeks now, three or so weeks now. He just now comes to terms and signs it. So, uh, you know, be- because there was such, you know, three weeks, you know, in between, he was able to sign it and when he did sign i was speculating obviously uh, i i thought he was kind of showing us uh, with with his actions hey i really want to be here but it depends on how we do how we play and the decisions we make he said that himself however after the drew holiday trade seemingly that was enough to lock up the two-time mvp for, for the foreseeable future, like I said, and again, my initial reaction is, is wow. Was not expecting that. I, w- I was expecting Giannis to play the year out and look at all of his choices, you know, in next year's free agency. But this is great. This is phenomenal. Actually, for for the city of Mil. Sorry, yeah, for, yeah, honestly, for the city of Milwaukee. And, and the team, uh, the Bucks, obviously. So uh, like I said, they lock up a two-time MVP for five years and uh, five years, two hundred and twenty-eight million uh, to be exact. That is the largest contract to date in NBA history. So uh, you know, it makes sense why Giannis signs this deal. He is locking. Uh, he he's locking up a a, a financial. Uh, let's just say he's going to be comfortable financially for the rest of his life now. Okay, so uh, we understand why he signs this deal. It seems like money uh, was one of the biggest factors going into it, at least uh, after hearing what he has said. Then he goes out and signs the contract, in my mind, prematurely. I'll get to that. Uh, so so he goes out there and he secures the bag, like I said, five years, $228 million, great for the, Mil- for the Milwaukee Bucks. They get a guy in Giannis again for the foreseeable future. They continue to be relevant as as long as they have an MVP. They're going to be relevant. They're going to have national televised games. Props to Milwaukee for getting that done. Uh, again, they're going to continue to be relevant for the for the uh, foreseeable future. But again, if you've been listening to me for 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 at least the past two weeks now, okay, for at least the past two weeks, uh, you you know my views on this whole thing, and you know in my opinion, this is a terrible move for the two-time. MVP and Giannis onto Duka, and I don't want to sound sound dramatic. I don't I don't want to go overboard. I truly think this is a terrible move for Giannis we've been hearing from him since since they've been losing you know in consecutive playoffs now especially since last year's embarrassing exit in the, in the second round we've been hearing from him all he cares about is winning he wants to be a champion after winning his first MVP I think he even said don't call me MVP until I win a championship that doesn't quite make any sense because you are an MVP but I understand what he's saying there you know don't don't I, I don't even want to be called that that you know to, to that extreme until I can do what I want to do and that is to win a championship so uh, as far as what he is saying uh, verbally it seems like all he cares about is winning however with his actions now signing the largest contract in NBA history uh, locking yourself up for five additional years when there are many questions surrounding your, your, your roster it seems like he doesn't just care about winning obviously you know chasing that bag was a big part of it it seems like uh you know, securing that contract that that money was was a big part of it. Again, we can't blame him for for taking the money. Who are we to tell him to turn down the largest contract in NBA history? Again, making himself comfortable for the rest of his life, you know, quite possibly. So, who are we to tell him to turn that sum of money down? As far as winning goes, okay. As far as talking about winning and the best situational possible, that is where we can start talking about. That is where we can have a conversation. You know, if it is all all about the money. Giannis made the the perfect decision for him and the perfect decision for his family going forward. If that is all he was caring about, the the biggest thing on his mind, then this was an absolute success for Giannis and an absolute success for the Bucks. However, that is not the case. Hearing uh, what Giannis has said over the past several years, he cares about winning. However, like I said, he goes out there and and he signs. uh, I'll get to it. I'll get to it again. Him being as vocal as he was, saying, "Hey, I'm not too worried about the money. Uh, you know, I, I want to be a champion." However, you know, he has been very vocal about wanting to win. Like I said, hate to break it to Giannis now, after him signing, you know, this this large contract, this this uh, historic contract, if you will. Hate to break it to you, Giannis, but if all you care about is winning, why did you sign? This contract. I'm sorry, but again, you signing this contract to me is meaning you care about the money, not caring about winning. You are not, I'll say this again, you are not going to win a championship with the Milwaukee Bucks for at least the next two years. Maybe after that, after the Chris Middleton contract, after the Drew Middle, the the Drew Holiday contract, perhaps you can work a little bit of magic, you can get a free agent. Best, best. You know, possible uh, scenario: you get rid of those two contracts and get a guy to come in uh, in free agency. However, in my mind, looking at all things, take taking everything in, into consideration, Giannis. I highly doubt you're listening to this, but if you are, you are not going to be winning a championship in Milwaukee again for the next two years. I'm honestly more comfortable saying he will never win a championship in Milwaukee. I'm more comfortable saying that than I am saying he gets the job done and wins even one in the next five years. Again, I'm not, I'm not doubting his talent, but what I've seen from him is he still has the lack. Uh, he, he still cannot uh, lead a team but by, sh- but by shooting an outside jump. He can lead a team, but he can't lead them to a championship. He has proved now in consecutive seasons he can be marginalized. They can simply block out, block him off uh, from the paint, and he is not the same player until he proves otherwise. Man, you can be marginalized. You're not that great of a player. Okay? You're, you're phenomenal. You are an all-time great player. You're a two-time MVP. But until you can knock, knock down that outside jump shot, you're going to need some help. Okay, so I am I am more comfortable saying again I'm throwing a lot of things at you right now, but I am more comfortable saying uh, he does not win at all in Milwaukee over these next five years than he wins even more. And I am 100% certain over these next two seasons, you no, know, as long as KD and Kyrie are in Brooklyn, basically, I know they're in there for the next two years. Giannis and the Bucks will not make it to the finals. Giannis and the Bucks will not win an NBA finals. Again, I I don't want to you know go overboard here. Or, or, you know, beat a dead horse or anything, but we saw this team last year, okay, in last year's postseason, and being the favorite to make the final, being the favorite to even win the NBA final uh, for, 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 you know, the majority of this season, especially to get to the final. At the very least, we expected the Bucks to be in the NBA Finals. However, in the second round of the postseason, we saw the Bucks get gentleman sweat, basically just get swept and embarrassed by the Miami Heat again in the second round. And again, yes, again, for the second consecutive, ah, I keep on a couple of burps, either way, for the second consecutive season, okay. We saw Giannis get marginalized and get knocked out of the postseason again for consecutive seasons now. So that 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 is very concerning for me. And yes, I will I will one hundred percent acknowledge that the Bucks did improve over this past offseason or in this year's free agency offseason, whatever you want to call it. The Bucks did improve by adding Drew Holiday, adding DJ Augustine as as a veteran backup point guard, Bobby Portis as well. So yes, the Bucks definitely improved uh, improved but that does not adding you know holiday augustine and portis that does not solve all of this team's issues we know there are a lot of question marks at least i have a lot of questions and concerns for this roster uh Chris, you know, starting with their 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 so their so-called secondary star, their co-star to Giannis, and Chris Middleton, who I have been nothing but verbal, you know, about saying he is not a number two, can be a number three, is not a number two in this league. So Chris Middleton, I'm not very high on him, in my opinion, is a very inconsistent player, especially in those big spots. And now you can look at last year, he was one percentage point away from being a 50 40 90 season that 50 40 90 season season last year then I will you know point to, to his series against Toronto a couple of years ago and then his series against the Miami Heat last year a secondary star being paid 33 million dollars per year which which he on average is around that per is Chris Middleton uh, so so he's been in an all-star has the contract to go along with it however is inconsistent and shaky in those big spots especially in the postseason so there, there's your biggest issue if you're Milwaukee you're you're, uh, you're secondary co-star who you're paying $30 million per year is inconsistent when you need him most. So there's problem number one. Problem number two, yes, Drew Holiday, you did just trade for him. A very good player, Drew is, can go and get you 18 to 20 points a night. You know, 5-6 assists, 4-5 rebounds, gonna get you a steal per night as well. So a very good two-way player is Drew Holiday. A veteran player, might I add. He will be turning 30 this year, so he's been in the league over a Decade now has been there and seen a few things, you know, throughout his career. However, yes, a very good player, not a great player in my opinion, not an all-star anymore in this league. Yes, an all-star capable, yes, definitely in the East, it's de- definitely all-star capable. Uh, however, I think those days are past him. I, I, I don't want to say he's regressing by any means if anything he's getting a little bit better you know as he as he uh, ages uh, getting getting more experience uh, more things in, in the tool belt obviously so he, he, he scored more points last year than he did the year before so I don't want to say he's regressing by any means but he is getting older and again he's a very good player not a great player I don't see him getting any better uh, if, if if anything I could see him regressing as he gets older again he has, he, he has improved his scoring averages, but again, getting older and older, will be turning 30 this year, does have uh, quite a bit of a contract, I think 26 million per year is what he he will be be making next year, so has quite a bit of a contract attached to him, will go and get you 19 to 20 points, you know, five or so assists and five or so rebounds, but still, a good, not a great player getting older. And again, it, w- when you're looking at Holiday and Chris Middleton, you know they aren't the, the official co-stars that, that these other players had. Look at, looking at LeBron James, a, per- a perfect example. He has a guy like Anthony Davis, that caliber of player playing alongside him. And then has a Montrezl Harrell, has a Marcus Saul, has has these guys, a Dennis Schroeder playing alongside him as well as an Anthony Davis. And, and then same thing with a guy like Kevin Durant. Kevin has a guy like Kyrie Irving an established all-star in this league one of the best point guards we have so Kevin also has an established number two veteran all-star guy who has been there done that can show up in a big moment both LeBron and Kevin Durant other top players have that and then similar to the whole Kawhi Leonard thing in the Los Angeles Clippers I love Kawhi love the supporting cast he has along with him however the only thing I don't like is his supporting co-stars number one co-star in Paul George similar to Chris Middleton I think he somewhat fades away in those big moments in the postseason you know more likely than not so I I don't want that type of player being my second best guy on my roster the second best guy I look to when I when I need a bucket I don't want that as as my second best player so I think the Clippers are pretty similar to the Bucks in where I don't like their second you know co-star their their second star I'm not bought in uh, to that player and because of that I don't think they're true championship teams Uh, the Clippers are a little bit different Uh, they, they have a better roster than the Bucks, they have Kawhi who I think I would take over, Giannis right now has been there, done that, can hit an outside jump shot as well, so Uh, they are a little bit different, but, but similar in the, in the sense that I don't trust their second best player, their co-star on the Bucks. There is no Kyrie Irving. There is no Anthony Davis as far as your secondary co-star. Again, Holiday and Middleton are two very good players. I'm not sold on either one of them. I am higher on Holiday than I am Middleton. However, he's getting older and older I'm not quite sure if he's the player uh, you really are expecting him to be good. Not a great player. Uh, Again, still a very good player. And as far as you know, you know, since they do have these guys, since they did just sign Giannis to this big whopping contract, the, the largest contract in NBA history, since Middleton is making thirty three million, you know, next year, since uh, Holiday is making twenty six million next year, since Brooke Lopez is making twelve, thirteen odd million next year, yes, obviously we can assume this salary cap is all tied up. There is nothing left to go around. So because of that, they're, they're, They they really can't sign any free agents going forward because the cap being tied up in those few players. And again, that is the biggest reason I see them. I say two years, they definitely won't win in the next two years because they have Middleton, Holiday, all them, Lopez locked up for the next couple of years. After that, maybe they can have a little bit of wiggle room and get another player, another contract in town. But within within the next couple of years, this roster is locked up. This is what the Bucks are going to be looking like And in my mind, I saw them just get gentlemen swept by the Miami Heat in, in the second round of last year's postseason. And, and yes, they did get better by adding Drew Holiday, uh, you know, DJ Augustine and Bobby Portis, but they did not get that much better. Yes, Drew Holiday, a good player, not a great player. So uh, all the cap is tied up for the next couple of years. You can't go out and sign free agents. Also, no real young assets in Milwaukee as far as uh, as far as tradable pieces. No one really to be traded. They traded, but so they traded uh, George Hill. They do have Divincenzo. They do have uh, Middleton and Holiday. But how much do people really want a Chris Middleton? Uh, I know Drew Holiday. I know I know there were quite a bit of people out there, but they now can't trade Drew. Uh, I, th- I think for a certain amount, for sixty days or thirty days. There's a a period of time now where he has to be on the roster since they just had a transaction revolving him so they're pretty much locked up for for the next couple of years and because of that because of what i just saw from this team last year and because they have no young assets because they don't have any any uh tradable draft pe- or, or draft picks either they traded three first round picks two pick swaps and two players for drew holiday a guy who makes 26 million dollars again a guy who's good not great and so all of those things being considered, and, and, and then taking this into consideration as well, every other you know com- competing team somewhat has that secondary co-star. For me to take you seriously, all the other teams I am taking seriously, the Lakers, the Nets, the Clippers a little bit, but not to a certain degree, but still, those are the teams I am taking seriously because... In today's game, you have to have a dependable guy, a dependable second star, if you will. And again, everyone else is 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 seemingly, uh, seemingly has that second piece. Yes, Holiday, Middleton, both very good players. Again, Middleton shaky in my opinion, and Holiday hasn't really been on that big stage. Yes, he's a veteran player, has been around for over a decade. However, he's been. Uh, in a Pelican uniform for the last eight seasons, okay? And let me know if I'm wrong. I don't think the Pelicans have been in any Western Conference final and any Game 7s in the Western Conference playoff any, in the past decade, if you will. So I don't think Drew Holiday has really been in those big moments and those big spots that he will have to be in for Milwaukee. Still a veteran player, has been around in this league, but still hasn't necessarily been on the big stage, has been you know, with the Pelicans for the past eight years now. Middleton, a shaky, inconsistent option for the second star. That cap is tied up. There, are, There are no real options going forward in the next couple of seasons. At least they're tied up. With Middleton, Holiday, and-, and Lopez, those are that's their core. Obviously, led by Giannis, that's their core for the next couple of seasons at least. So their cap is tied up. They have those the, the, those two guys. No real options going forward. And let's just say this: Let's say going forward, after you know two years go by, they haven't won anything, and they get rid of Chris Middleton, they get rid of Drew Holiday, and their contracts. They start fresh, and they're out on the free agent open market with cap space. With a guy like Giannis, who do you who, who wants to come and pair up with a guy like Giannis? Yes, you, you get to play with with an MVP. However, you have to come live in Milwaukee. Okay, you have to come with, live in Mi- Milwaukee, Wisconsin, where it's all. Always cold, uh, where, yes, if you, if you want to see a beach, if you, if you want to have some nice weather, you're going to have to travel. Uh, it, it's hard to get a lot of players, a lot of young players to sign up for that. We'll see. However, again, best case scenario, let's say they get rid of the Middleton contract. They, they get rid of the holiday contract. How hard is it going to be to get a free agent to come and play in Milwaukee we saw LeBron have trouble LeBron James we know we know what kind of caliber player that is we saw him have trouble in Cleveland I I I know Milwaukee and Giannis will have the exact same trouble having you know getting people to come play in Milwaukee so you're not going to get free agents you don't have tradable assets, no draft picks, no young players, and your cap space is tied up in an inconsistent guy in Chris Middleton and an aging guy who hasn't been on the big stage, a good, not great player in Drew Holiday. So because of all all those things added up, okay, you add all that into the pot, and what do you get? You get me, you know, being, being super surprised by this move. You get me saying this is a terrible move. In my opinion, this is nothing but a premature decision by Giannis Antetokounmpo. Again, I'm not the one being offered 230 odd million dollars so yes it is easier for me uh, to say Giannis, you made a big decision you, you should have said no to all that money yes it's not me being offered that check being offered that sum of cash uh, so so it is easier for me to beat up his decision obviously but again money is it, that let's take money off the table again he's gonna he's gonna go out and get his money wherever he goes he's getting max money he's getting at least 150 180 million dollars for the next Four years, he he would be getting that anywhere he went. However, we know he he, he was able to get the largest sum of money in Milwaukee, the the, the supermax largest contract in NBA history, obviously. So. So again, it's easier for me, uh, you know, f- you know, to say, hey, he made a big decision here, but he is on the last year of your deal. Giannis, you were not not anymore. You were on the last year of your deal with a roster in my mind, with a roster with a lot of question marks. Okay, this roster is not perfect. It's not it's not a Laker team. It's not a Warrior situation where you're stepping in and it's fantastic right away. No, you got you got swept in the second round last year. Yes, you got better, but not that much better. Uh, So you got swept in the the second round last year. You got a whole lot of questions on this roster, yet you sign a long-term deal five years. And again, you don't even know. He doesn't even know how this team will stack up against the other contenders in the Eastern Conference or just in the NBA in general. Kevin Durant and Kyrie are coming back. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in that Eastern Conference. They're my favorite already. After just one preseason game, yes, they are my favorite favorite to win the East already. That that is the caliber of players they have on that roster in Brooklyn. So I don't even know how he stacks up against the other competing teams uh, in the league. Also, since since he did since he did com, or commit long term. Uh, um, maybe he knows something we don't know. I hate, I hate to bring that up even uh, because I think it is unlikely, but maybe he knows something we don't. Maybe he is signing long-term. We know James Harden is still out there. Maybe he knows they're in the works to get a guy like James Harden. I don't know. I am just throwing stuff out there, but maybe James, or sorry, maybe Giannis knows something we don't know. Or again, he's simply taking the largest contract in NBA history and running. How can we blame him though? $230 million, yeah that's going to be pretty tough to turn down. And again, I know, I know, I know it was the whole loyalty thing. It was the loyalty move by Giannis in, 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 in this decision or in this situation here. Uh, and again, that, that really isn't something that we see in today's NBA. That, that is kind of, uh, a, 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 a uncertain, a, a, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? A rarity in the NBA, if you will, uh, not something we see always. Dame Lillard is is a perfect example of that, staying in Portland despite other situations being out there. Steph Curry, he's had a great roster with him for the most part for for the past you know several years now, but he's a great example of that, staying in Golden State. Uh, so we don't we don't you know usually see that in today's NBA. It is a, kind of a breath of fresh air to, to to see that loyalty still exists. However, from a competitive standpoint, you you really can't argue that there aren't Better situations out there for Giannis. The first one to come to mind, the one I was the one I was mainly you know partitioning for a couple of weeks ago, especially, was Luca and the Mavericks. This team is getting better and better, as is Luca. Luca is also on his rookie deal for another two years. So a rookie contract making only eight million dollars per year for the next two years, Luca is. So that helps Dallas's you know situation getting Giannis and his contract uh fitting in with the mix. Giannis and Luca also both are both very young also both MVP caliber players also looking at both of their both of their games, it seems like they would both fit perfectly together. Giannis obviously a dominant post and, and paint presence who can still handle the ball, guard one through five, however, still does not have, have that outside jump shot, can be marginalized if teams really barricade him away from the basket. Then Luca on the other end is a pure scorer, can go and score the ball, catch catching and shooting, scoring off the dribble, who can also create create for others and pass the heck out of the ball. So again, he can create for others. He can create for himself, can shoot the heck out of the ball, can pass the heck out of the ball. So he, he can do everything well that Giannis doesn't. Giannis also can somewhat do everything well that Luca doesn't. It Is a defensive uh, threat, is a post threat. Then Luca can do everything on the perimeter that Giannis cannot. So looking at their games, it seems like they would fit perfectly together. Not sure if the whole poor Zingas and his contract thing would, would fit into the mix, but you, you can Figure that out. That is that is a thing. You're, you're willing to lose a Zingus for a Giannis Antetokounmpo. So just looking at this at the situation you know, from the outside, it seems like it would be a perfect fit. However, you know he makes the premature decision before playing out this season. I think he should have played out this year. You see how the roster is. And then, you know, best case scenario, worst case scenario, you sign the extension throughout the season. You extend your contract with them throughout the regular season. I think that would have been the best scenario for him. However, he commits a little prematurely. I'm not saying, again, I am not 100% against Giannis in Milwaukee, Giannis on the Milwaukee Bucks. I am not saying that. I don't, I don't necessarily agree with his decision here, uh, but I, I just think this was a much uh, a much pre uh, premature decision. Uh, very much so. He had, he had a whole nother year to play out on his contract with a team that has a lot of questions surrounding it. And again, in my decision, I think he will regret this. I am 100% confident in saying he will not be winning a championship in Milwaukee for the next two seasons, at least. I, you know, after, that, after those two seasons, maybe they can do something with the Middleton contract, with the Drew Holiday contract. But at least over the next couple of seasons, barring any big blockbuster trade, Okay, and again, unless the Giannis knows something that we do not know right now. I think this is a bad decision, a premature decision. I do think he will regret it. Giannis and the Bucks will not be winning a championship anytime soon. Again, we'll see what they can do after the Middleton contract, after the Drew Holiday contract, if they can pull off some sort of blockbuster trade. In my mind, the, the best decision for decision for Giannis was to play out this year. Go check out all of your all of your options in next year's free agency. Then go sign with whatever best suits you. Luca, also a, a European, you know, a, a, an international player, if you will. Both are from overseas. Uh both both are, are seemingly chasing, you know, that crown for the best player in the world. Both are MVP california. Players, it makes nothing but sense for me to pair those two guys up and win championships. Yes, not a championship, championships, plural. However, he locks up long-term with Milwaukee. A premature decision. Either way, we'll see how it pays off. We'll see Milwaukee this year. In my mind, they are gonna be the the number one seed in the Eastern Conference. They did get a little bit better. However, stacking them up against a Brooklyn, against a Los Angeles Lakers team, it's clear in my mind that they will not be winning a championship anytime soon. What do you guys think? Was was this the best decision for Giannis? Do you like Giannis staying in the in the smaller market Milwaukee? Or do you agree with me there are better situations out there? There were better situations out there for the two-time MVP. Either way. I'm going to take a quick break, guys. Coming back, we'll discuss what I saw in week 14 in the NFL. Don't go anywhere. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Like I said before the break, let's now discuss the NFL, what I saw in week 14. 14, yes, we are 14 weeks. Now, I guess over 14 weeks coming on 15 weeks. We are again, yeah, over 14 weeks though into this year's NFL season. Absolutely insane to comprehend and wrap my mind around. It feels like I know I, I said this when we reached, I think, week eight, like halfway uh, point, uh, the, the halfway point through the season, but I'm saying it again. It is absolutely insane. We are already this far into the NFL season and we did have. Yet again, another fun week in football. Had some great games this past week in Week 14. But again, since we are only three weeks away, yeah, only three weeks—15, 16, 17—we are only three weeks away now from the from the NFL post season. And I really, you know, because of that, I don't really think there is anything left to really learn about any team. We we pretty much know. You know what every team is looking like, their game plan. Uh, you know what what the, what their situational, uh, you know what, what what their role is, how they kind of how they tend to play. We pretty much know. You know what we have to know about mo about most teams. There really isn't anything left to learn about any team. We pretty much know who and what everybody is. Is my main point. I want to start uh, with the team everyone was so sold on in over over the first uh, half of the season. Now, especially over the last several weeks, people are getting a little bit less and a little bit less sold on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh now, after winning eleven straight games, just eleven straight games, as we know, uh, Chase Claypool coming out and tweeting, "Hey, uh, uh, losing." Yeah, I've never heard of her, never met her. Now, two losses in a row, people are showing those tweets up embarrassing those. Guys, a little bit, but but still, after 11 straight winning games, 11 straight wins, they have lost two straight, and they still have these same issues in my mind. In both of those losses, in my mind, both both of these losses has simply highlighted and let everyone else see what I have pretty much been seeing all season long. This team, more than ever though, this team has. Issues And again, it's been that way all year long. Ben Roethlisberger, in my mind, obviously, though, I think we can all agree on this. He is past his prime, no longer the Big Ben of old. However, still a capable quarterback in my mind, he is. He is still one of the leaders on this team, leading them to this 11 and 2 roster. He has been a a, a decently big part of them getting to this 11 and 2 roster or 11 and 2 record. So you don't want to, you know, take everything away, just bash Roethlisberger altogether, say he hasn't done anything great. He has been a a pretty good quarterback all season long. Uh, Again, a, a pretty big part of their success this year. But still, they've lost two straight, and again, especially in. In these two losses, we are seeing Roethlisberger missing a number of throws, especially against Buffalo, where he had two interceptions. I think it was against Buffalo earlier in the season. Tell me if I'm wrong. Earlier in the season, they face off against Buffalo. It goes right down to the wire. Big Ben throws two crucial late game interceptions. However, you know Pittsburgh defense stays true, and, and Pittsburgh you know holds on holds on to their streak. I think that was against Pittsburgh or against Buffalo earlier in the season, where I, when I really started Started to see their issues, especially with Big Ben. So I saw this exact issue uh, with Roethlisberger earlier in the year against this exact same team in Buffalo. Throws two late-game interceptions. They still come out with the win because of their defense. We're not that lucky, you know, in this past week. They lose two straight games. Again, uh, you know, some of their biggest issues now, number one. Their quarterback, Roethlisberger, obviously, Ben Roethlisberger, uh, passed his prime, in my mind, missed a number of throws against Buffalo, two crucial interceptions. That is one of their big issues, their quarterback being past his prime. Another one they don't have have a run game to rely on whenever teams go up in, in the NFL what do they do run the ball where where the clock out yes the Pittsburgh Steelers can do that but, but but they really don't have a run game to rely on a run game to fall back on that is you know with wide receivers as well they do they do have some pretty good uh, weapons on, on the receiver as, as far as uh, receivers go but still I, I think they've shown us over past you know these past several weeks throughout this entire season uh they they've had several bad games several bad drops where is Juju Smith, uh, Smith uh, Schuster that is my biggest question right now I have him on my fantasy team several times this year against several opponents I okay, several matchups now he has given me I don't want to say goose egg but next to nothing he has given me I think he is much better than that not sure if it's on Big Ben's end if it's on his end we've seen some pretty bad drops on his end as well so as far as the wide receivers go yes they're good not perfect you know many other teams have better weapons in this league uh, and then, like I said, they, they don't even have a run game to fall back on when their wide receivers are, are struggling and having a tough game, you know, having struggle separating, dropping balls, whatever whatever it may be. They don't have a true run game to fall back on when that is the case. Luckily, though, they do have a top-rated defense to fall back on. However, as we've, as we've been seeing as the, as the season continues, especially, you know, I'm looking at games against Dallas, I'm looking at the game against Washington, you know, we've seen multiple times now. Yes, their defense is good, but it is not perfect. It is not elite, I should say. It is very good. Uh, could be better. We've seen on multiple occasions, though, them them, them honestly have a couple of stinkers, lit up 28 or 26, I, th- I think almost 30 po- uh, points to uh, Garrett. I don't even, Garrett something, the backup quarterback for the Cowboys a couple of weeks ago when, when they didn't want to start Ben DiNucci, they, they couldn't start Andy Dalton. Garrett Cam- Campbell, I, I don't even know what his name is, that's my main point, they, they let Garrett whoever his name is going and score almost 30 points on their defense despite being you know a top rated a top rate on that side of the ball so uh, I'm not in love with any aspect of this roster yes a, a, a good offense you know I, at times they can be explosive but their wide receivers several times throughout the season have had bad games have struggled separating have struggled with drops where is Juju? Don't have a run game to rely on, and then obviously Big Ben has been regressing, not the Ben of old. So all of th- all of those things, you know, added added into the pot. You take all of those things into consideration here, and in my mind, the Steelers are continuing to prove me right. They are not a true Super Bowl contender in my mind. Yes, they are 11 and two, still a top five or six team in the NFL for sure, top five team in the NFL for sure. However, don't have enough to get it done, not in love with their quarterback, not in love with their run game, not in love with their receivers, not in love with their defense, not a true Super Bowl contender. Let's now move on and discuss what I saw from the Philadelphia Eagles, a team, yes, I am not a big fan of it. you guys know, obviously, me being a Dallas Cowboy fan, sadly, but still me representing the Dallas Cowboys or rooting for the Dallas Cowboys at the very least, uh, you know, I am, I am. it's safe to say, I, I root against the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, however, we saw on Sunday, Jalen Hurts make his NFL starting debut, and we also saw Philly beat the top-ranked New Orleans Saints 20- 24-21. to 21. Yes, they were on their backup quarterback in Taysom Hill. I think it is about time to move off the Taysom Hill, put Jameis Winston in the game. That's what I would do if I was the New Orleans Saints. Either way, uh, Philly beats the top-rated New Orleans defense 21-21. to 21. Miles Sanders has an impressive game after after having a shaky season. Uh, comes back, runs all over the, the, the Saints defense. 115 yards, two touchdowns. He contributes a lot to the win. Hurts as well. Uh, ha- has a very good starting day. Debut 167 passing yards, uh, one touchdown against the Saints. He had quite a bit of, uh, of uh, rushing yards as well, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. So he, he can run the ball. Has 167 passing yards, got a touchdown, no interceptions again against the highly rated, uh, top rated Saints defense. So that is an impressive debut uh, from 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 the rookie quarterback Jalen Hurts. People are already saying, I think people have kind of been kind of, you know, seed planting, I've kind of been saying it throughout this season, but especially as of late, people are saying Carson Wentz, his time is out. He is done in Philadelphia. People are already saying that there's no doubt in my mind, yes, I, I agree, there's no doubt Carson Wentz has regressed, is no longer the player he was in that MVP caliber season. And if he does still so, have that somewhere inside of him, he's not playing that way right now. Not quite sure whatever the reason is, he has regressed. Is it the injuries he, he has suffered? Is it the, the constant pressure at the quarterback position with uh, Nick Foles after Wentz goes down? They go and win the Super Bowl with a backup quarterback and Nick Foles, they built a shrine to him in the locker room, then they go out and use a second round draft pick on a quarterback the following, you know, a couple of seasons later. So we know there's been pressure at the quarterback position. We know he's, he, he's had to deal with injuries, not quite sure what it is, but he has regressed at the quarterback position. Again, they also used that second round pick last year on a guy like Jalen Hurts, who seems somewhat ready to play in my mind. Yes, we have had a somewhat, you know, a, a very small sample size as far as you know him starting him playing in the NFL but if he continues to have success with this same team that Carson Wentz has struggled with so if he, if he continues to have success with this team that Carson has struggled with the Eagles have got to make a choice they need to make a decision now it's either Carson Wentz okay you choose him and, and then you fire your coach in Doug Peterson you know he benched him you're it's going to be hard to come back from that so you probably got to fire the coach in Peterson if you want to keep Wentz you're probably gonna have to trade uh, Jalen Hurts, a guy who obviously has talent. People are gonna see that he has talent and are gonna want to ha- are gonna want to trade for him. So more than likely it is. So So they have decisions to make now. It's either going to be Wentz, so you choose Wentz, or you choose Peterson and Hertz. So if you like Peterson, you like Hurts, you don't want to make a change at, at both those positions. You keep, uh, you keep Peterson, you, you keep Hurts, and you simply trade the guy you're paying right now in Carson Wentz, the guy who has seemingly regressed. So those are the two choices on the table. What I would do, Oh, that's a good question. Right now what I would do, I would play out this season, let Jalen I would basically let Jalen Hurts play as long as he's having success. I let him play Honestly, barring any injury, barring any terrible performances, I let him play out the 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 majority, uh, the the uh, the rest of the regular season. It looks like you're not going to be in in the postseason, despite any any you know any uh, miracles. And again, if he does, will will your Eagle team into the postseason? More than likely, you have your answer. You have your your answer as far as you know. We're going to trade Wentz. this guy got us into the postseason. And we're rolling with him. So we'll see. I think you let Hurts uh, play out the rest of the regular season. Then you make your decision. If he plays well, if he, if he continues to have success with the same team Carson has struggled with, then I think it's a pretty easy decision. You trade Carson Wentz to a team like Indiana or to in Indianapolis. Maybe you trade him to a team like the, the New England Patriots who need, who need a quarterback seemingly. So he goes to a place like that. And then Philly continues to build with the run, with the young quarterback, the guy they are not currently paying $100 million in Jalen Hurts. We'll see how their season finishes, though. No, no doubt some, some more uh, drama at the quarterback position for Philadelphia. Let's now move on uh, to the final thing I, I want to discuss in today's podcast. And that is the game we saw on Monday night. The Ravens beat the Browns 47-42. to Yes, it could have been 45-42. to We saw all the three-point spreads, all, all those bets you know, regarding that. However, Ravens beat Browns by 5, 47-42. One of the best games all year long, if not the best game all year long. I've heard people comparing this to the Kansas City-LA Rams game from a couple of years ago. Yes, maybe you could compare it to that. However, you know, the best Biggest difference in in this game and in that game years ago, we knew Kansas City and the Rams were Super Bowl contenders. They were going one of them were probably going to make it to the Super Bowl, if not both. In this case, with the Ravens with the Browns, I think we can all pretty much agree these are not Super Bowl contending teams. Maybe if you're that high on the Ravens, I'll, 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 I'll maybe let you slide on that one. But still. I think we all can agree here pretty much. These are both not Super Bowl competing, contending rosters for the most part, you know, in comparison, again, to the, to the Rams and Chiefs game we saw years back. So I think that is the biggest difference in, in this sense. However, a great game that we saw on Monday night, very impressive uh, performance from both the Ravens and the Browns. Lamar, uh, what, 124 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, 163 passing yards, one passing touchdown. Uh, so so he, he has a fun... I don't want to say phenomenal game, but a very good game as far as the Lamar Jackson standard. So, again, 124 rushing yards, two rushing touchdowns, 163 passing yards, one passing touchdown so he plays very well and he, he claims okay I, I will discuss it he claims he was not pulling a whole Paul Pierce situation and again if you don't know the Paul Pierce situation he faked an injury went back to the locker room because made a little bit of a mess in his pants I will say uh, not a number one but a number two yes he goes back to the locker room maybe changes his pants takes a quick shower and comes back out and Boston wins the game in, in a heroic effort by 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 Paul Pierce but Still, still, uh, Lamar says this was not a Paul Pierce, despite all the evidence looking to that exact thing. He says, no, I did not crap my pants. This was not a Paul Pierce situation. Who knows? Either way, he came back on a tear. And yes, Justin Tucker is still that man. Best kicker in NFL history, if you will. Definitely in the NFL today. Absolutely insane. That man needs to get paid. He, he could very well be paid. I, don't know. I I honestly don't know what you pay kickers. What do you pay kickers? Whatever you pay kickers, he deserves more than, than the usual amount. He is phenomenal. He is a grown man, if you will. Justin Tucker finishes the game for the Ravens after a great finish by Lamar Jackson. Baltimore keeps their playoff hopes alive. As far as Baker and the Browns go, they definitely impressed me on Monday night, I should say. You, you guys know, if you've been listening to me here on uh, News on and Sports, you know I am not so... Super high on Baker Mayfield or or the Cleveland Browns. I think they have a super talented roster around him. But you know, either way, they, they both impressed me. Both Baker and the Browns impressed me. Uh, Baker had 343 yards, two touchdowns to one interception. So 3 343, two touchdowns, as I predicted as well. You know, going weeks back now, when Odell got hurt, when I predicted it, as soon as Odell got hurt, I predicted this. And it, it's basically been coming true. Baker has been more composed. Baker has been spreading the ball out. Baker seemingly is not worrying about getting Odell, getting Austin Hooper, getting them their target. So he stopped worrying about getting people their targets and now looks composed, is spreading the ball around the offense. So I think that has done nothing but help Baker's game. I think that has helped the Browns overall. That's exactly what I predicted. And that is exactly what has happened. Baker is playing much better. The Browns are playing much. Much better. They are are looking like they're going to be in, in the postseason as well. Uh, so so Baltimore keeps their playoff hopes alive. Uh, the Browns are going to be in the postseason as well. And Baker continues to impress me, if not prove me wrong. Also, uh, you should remember earlier. I think I think it even even was the season opener for for Cleveland. Uh, Baltimore skunks the Brown uh, the Browns in the season opener. Thirty 38- eight. To six. However, now Baker and the Browns what score 42 this time in comparison to just the six points they did earlier in the year. So yes, the Browns Baker they are they are improving, getting better. And then on the other end, the the, the Ravens, a team who I was pretty high on uh, on the beginning of the season, not too not 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 as high on now. Still, good. I, I think they will make the postseason. Eight and five now, I believe. Yes, eight and five. The, their playoff chances are still alive in my opinion. However, looking at both the Browns. And the Ravens. The only difference between this, this, this shootout, you know, to, to the Rams and Chiefs game, I, I knew those two teams were going to be uh, competing for a Super Bowl. I know that these two teams more than likely will not be. So that's the biggest difference. Either way, it was a fantastic game on Monday night. Baker impressed me. Lamar impressed me as well. Great game. Cannot believe we are already 14 weeks into this NFL season, only three weeks away from the postseason. Cannot wait to see it. we, We do know one extra team. From each division will be from from the AFC and from the NFC will be making the postseason, so we'll see uh, how that affects the postseason going forward. I am nothing but excited for it. We are getting closer and closer, and like I said at the beginning of the show today, we are less than one week away from the start of the NBA season. Super excited for that! I think we have the Nets facing off against Golden State on opening night, and then we have uh, the Lakers playing the Clippers. So, opening night is going to be phenomenal. Uh, we'll see uh, what. James, the the whole James Harden trade situation. We know Giannis is going to be locked up long-term. Let me know, though, in the comment section, whatever platform you guys are listening on, leave me a comment. What do you think Giannis should do? Was it the correct decision for him to extend in Milwaukee? Also, leave me a comment or review on what you think uh, of Dudes Talking Sports, of the podcast in general. Thank you all for the continued support. Go like our page on Facebook. Again, leave us a comment or review on whatever platform you're listening on. Thank you all for the continued support. I will see you all once again next wednesday thanks for listening